0: Hey everybody, and welcome to Pop Culture Pizza Party, a podcast that consistently tests negative for COVID nineteen. I'm Gavin, and I'm Stephanie, and we are here today with our Pride episode, Woo-hoo! which you're very excited about. I am
1: very excited. It is Pride Month, and I'm excited about this. It took episode. us a while.
0: It took us a while to like determine what movie we wanted to watch, and you actually picked this week's movie
1: because it's slightly obscure. It's found online, so anyone can watch it, and I think it's a classic.
0: It's It was very good. I, I did enjoy it, but before we get to that, i got to tell you about a cool contest we've got running right now on our Pop Culture Pizza Party Facebook page, and that is, you can win a $25 Amazon gift card just by leaving us a review. On uh, Apple. On, on Apple. That's all you have to do. Leave us a review, hopefully five stars. Please make it five stars, because <laughs> I'm, I'm going to disqualify you if you give us less than five stars. And then find the post on Facebook, post a screenshot of your review, and you can win a 25 dollar gift card to amazon this is not a scam i will email it to you and right now only one person's entered so you have a good chance of winning a 25 dollar <laughs> gift card to amazon uh, when we do the drawing towards the middle of july so go do that and also uh be sure to subscribe on spotify if you listen there as well and all that good stuff and we do have to talk though about something sad before we get into the festivities of pride and that is today as of this recording chuck e cheese has filed for Chapter 11 bankruptcy.
1: Oh, no! Yeah,
0: everybody's favorite, Child Casino and Rat Pizza, has (laughs) filed for bankruptcy. (laughs) It's very sad. They've been reopening locations, but the pandemic took a large toll on their money because they couldn't charge children obscene amounts for tokens. But they don't even have tokens anymore. Do you know that? No, I didn't know that. Yeah, they got rid of tokens. What were they using? They use, like, cards now. Like, like a
1: credit card yeah, like, like swiping
0: a, yeah like a mr gaddy's pizza or a Dave and busters uh,
1: so they were preparing small children to use credit cards
0: pretty much yeah. i mean that's how there's certain monopoly games where you use credit cards instead of regular uh, okay, cash okay
1: hold up back the train up are you saying monopoly now uses credit cards some
0: some version of monopoly uh, me and my friend me and my friend dan tried doing it and it was very difficult it was that, very hard it just
1: makes me sad it,
0: it tries to make it easier so you don't have to keep track of all the money all the time, but yeah, it was.
1: Um, Again, I find that slightly problematic. Yeah, like, so... credit cards are supposed to promote debt in a yeah. lot of
0: ways. I mean, Chuck E. Cheese had already done all they could to save money, such as getting rid of tokens and laying off the band, which. <laughs> 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 have you been to a Chuck E. Cheese lately? I have
1: not been to a Chuck E. Cheese lately, no. or else uh, it might be creepy as an adult with no children.
0: They laid off the band considerably. They, they laid off the band a con- uh, considerable amount of years ago. Uh, that's a very complicated way to say that. They, they laid the band off a couple of years back. So now it's just Chucky by himself oh, dancing I, up there. So he went solo and just like like Beyonce, <laughs> Chucky Chew's like, no, no, we don't need the rockabilly explosion anymore. You're all fired.
1: He's the soloist.
0: He is a soloist. He is the star and he won't let you forget it. So yeah, this does not mean Chucky Chew's going to close down completely. They're going to try to restructure. But I can't imagine not having my niece have a birthday party at some point. At Chuck E. Cheese,
1: I just find Chuck E. Cheese kind of creepy, to
0: be honest. Why is that?
1: Um, electronic uh, creatures singing and dancing kind of freak me out.
0: Well, that's what the Five Nights at Freddy's series, the the children jump scare horror series, kind of based on how you have to be a security guard and how they all come to life at uh, night
1: Ira, yes. and try to
0: scare you. Yeah,
1: that's that's yeah. Again, very creepy. So
0: hopefully Chuck E. Cheese recovers so that you can go back to using a credit card and uh, getting hepatitis in the ball pit.
1: Well, I think uh, parents might be relieved that something else can entertain their children during a pandemic.
0: <laughs> They're like, yeah, let's go to Chuck E. Cheese and just, you know what, lick everything. Just <laughs> put your tongue on everything. <laughs> Chuck E. Cheese gets a bad rap for its pizza. I like it and I will stand to that. I, I-, I will fight you to the death on that. It's greasy and Good. I loved it. And then also in news today, which is a little bit happier news, uh, Disney, Disney World, Disneyland. Splash Mountain. Yes. Iconic attraction. Absolutely. And they are changing it to. I don't know. What? You don't know? (laughs) No. I I thought it was something about the Princess and the Frog. Yes. Okay. They are redoing Splash Mountain and making it Princess and the Frog themed. So Splash Mountain is like a log flume ride where you just go up and then you splash down. Have you written it? Yeah, I've been on it. Okay, so isn't that like an old school story, though, with like Burr
1: Rabbit and Burr Fox or something? It's
0: Song of the South themed. Okay. Which it has characters from that. I've, uh, from what I've read online and some comments on our Facebook page is that it was Song of the South themed and now they're redoing it because Song of the South is, it's so racist it can't be on Disney Plus. Okay, got it. Because, like, of course that movie had zippity Doodah. Yes. And that's like, everyone's like, it's, it's the great zippity doo movie and you are like, <laughs> oh, it's also very racist. Yes, it is. So they want to kind of move away from that. Let's upgrade. And Princess of the Frog, of course, a very diverse princess movie which we watched for the first time about a year ago. Yeah,
1: very really, good. Really, really good. Cute, very cute. Any
0: movie that has Keith David as a villain in a Disney film oh. is going to be a, for me.
1: Well, you know, there's going to be style involved.
0: Yeah, so people have already started doing like Photoshop mock ups of how it could look, and I, I'm i very excited because Princess of the Frog, super underrated.
1: Very much so. Very yes. much so. And we really enjoyed the music too. There's some yeah, really great songs. There's some it.
0: music, and then you got the little lightning bug and all <laughs> that. So,
1: And a little sadness. A little, a little sadness. But, you know, that's all real.
0: Yeah, it's all real. So, uh, Disney World, Disneyland is doing that. Disneyland is not opening in July like they hoped. So, they're p- pushing it back even more because California's spiking in that coronavirus. Yeah. So, the world is still shut down. Very much so. Very much so. But let's get to some happy news Pride.
1: Yay! Yay! Rainbows and unicorns and disco balls. I
0: don't know why you keep saying disco balls. Because there's
1: a whole like. History associated with disco and gay clubs. Really? Yes. It was all about the music and the hair and the clothes. Are Come you ba- on. Are
0: you basing it right just on Studio 54? Is that? Yeah, like- sure. Why not? We'll <laughs> go with
1: that because you know I'm not that old that I lived through disco. And we
0: actually found. Uh, LGBTQ movie that has a happy ending.
1: <laughs> okay, so here's my question first. What are some of your favorite queer movies?
0: Um, really like Rocky Horror Picture Show. Very much so. Really like that. Um, what actually made me? Because I grew up pretty conservative, and not I was always like, gays are fine. I just don't think that they should get married. And that's kind. No, I was like, I was raised very Mormon, and it was. It wasn't until I watched the show Six Feet Under. Oh, and saw David, David, David and Keith's relationship yes. on that show. That I was like, this isn't a big deal. This nobody should care. And
1: like, they're also an interracial couple. Yes. Yes. So,
0: so I, Six Feet Under, is the reason I am so pro LGBTQ today because it was the only time I'd seen a gay couple represented in a realistic way on. Television. on television. Like you had something. I know that Melrose Place, I was way too young to be watching Melrose Place, but I watched it. And they had a gay kiss, but it was um but but they couldn't show it because it was still like the nineties. But being able to see a loving gay couple who, who want to adopt kids and have a future together in Sixteen Under, that's what really did it for me.
1: Yeah, and for me, television was a really big influencer. So you had things like um Dawson's Creek Okay. Uh, who had a gay character. You definitely, to me, one of the most important shows was my so called life. Oh. And so not only having a gay friend, but also perhaps potentially, you know, he's afraid that he's going to ca- catch HIV, AIDS. Mm-hmm. And so you end up having that be very realistic. Um, but the movie that actually kind of changed me, that is kind of controversial when it comes to lesbians, is Chasing Amy. Oh, yeah, Chasing Amy. So I was a huge, huge fan of that movie, and it was one of those movies where they never used the term bisexual or queer. She identified as a lesbian um, and yet fell in love with a guy.
0: Yeah. Wow.
1: so complicated things. Yeah,
0: so she was bisexual, though.
1: Well, that's not how she identified.
0: But so how?
1: I know. How do you how how do
0: you think she identifies in that movie?
1: I think she identifies as a lesbian who falls in love with a guy.
0: But she had relationships with guys before. Oh, absolutely,
1: and that's the thing too, (laughs) right? (laughs) (laughs) The whole scene with the um, I I I wish you could see this gesture.
0: Yeah, yeah, with the. The, That's not finger cuffs, though. Fisting. Oh Oh, yeah, that's that's exactly yeah
1: yeah. But I think for me it was interesting because it really was a movie about. A guy who felt insecure about the fact that he didn't have sort of these sexual experiences that his partner was
0: having. Yes. Or had had, mm-hmm. rather. So. Could she be pansexual? Could she be attracted to people instead of.
1: I, you know what? I think we have to recognize that the language has changed over time, too. This
0: was a 1997 movie.
1: Exactly. So I don't think we had that term yet. We, you know, and there's, and language continues to shape how individuals identify themselves sexu- in terms of sexuality and their gender. But I also think at the time, that just didn't have the vocabulary for that.
0: True, true. Yeah, so I also have to give a shout out to Buffy the Vampire Slayer.
1: Oh, yeah. Willow and
0: Tara for life. Oh, yeah. Whatever they did in season seven with Willow and Kennedy, that is horseshit. (laughs) That is bullshit. (laughs) Kennedy was not good for her. She was not good for her, and I hope they didn't stay together. Bad news bears. Bad news bears for everybody. But this movie that we found, that that you found for me to watch, I was kind of like, it seems very obscure. And then you told me the cast, and I was like, Wait,
1: what? Who's yeah. in this? Yeah, so we have Guy Pearce, we have Hugo Weaving, we have Terrence Stamp and Bill Hunter. These are huge names, and specifically in Australian cinema.
0: And you have we seen the movie yet?
1: <laughs> no, we no. haven't. No,
0: give it, give it to us.
1: It's The Adventures of Priscilla, Queen of the Desert.
0: And it is a really funny movie. And I was only familiar with Hugo Weaving... For his more uh, superhero, he works. He was the uh, Agent Smith in The Matrix. He was V in V for Vendetta. Vendetta. He was also in. He was also Eomer in our Eowyn. He was in Lord of the Rings.
1: I, yeah. What's funny is I was like hobbits somewhere. Uh,
0: an elvish scholar is like, you are saying it incorrect. <laughs> you should know that he was the head of Rivendell. You should know. I, I know nothing. <laughs> But and then you also have Guy Pierce too. Yeah, Guy Guy Pearce has done a lot of stuff. Yes, which I can't name anything <laughs> right now. Was he in one of the Iron Man movies? I think he was maybe one of the villains in one of the Iron Man movies. Shall
1: I Google this right now? You don't you, you don't have Guy to.
0: Pierce Just let people movies. yell at us if if we are. <laughs> I think he was in Iron Man three. I think he was a villain in Iron Man three, but I could be incorrect. I
1: often see him as a a, a villain, but I remember him. In one of the strangest movies, *Memento*. Oh, *Memento* is so good.
0: Oh my god! I haven't watched *Memento* in years. I need to check it is, out.
1: Is that- One of those movies you want to rewatch, though. Yeah, the world is crazy, and you're just going to end up having another fucked up movie. But
0: it's been long (laughs) enough now. It's been long enough since I've seen it that I think I'd forgotten everything about it.
1: It just goes backwards. It does go backwards. I remember
0: remember the scene where he's like, "Who am I chasing? Wait, who's chasing me?"
1: And all I remember is him writing things all over his body to try to
0: remember, getting the tattoos. (laughs) Yes. Like get milk and bread. You're Like, like, what?
1: I was like, that's a really tough list for you to get milk and yeah,
0: yeah, it is. But so Guy Pierce is great and then you also have this cast but the movie is about my favorite thing in the world, drag queens. Yes. I love drag performers. I love that style of cabaret and it, takes place between Higo Weavey's character and Guy Pierce. They're going on an adventure. You got Tick and Adam. It's a road trip movie. It's a road trip movie where they are going to, they've got a two week journey to another place in Australia because they're in Sydney and they have to drive cross country, cross continent to get to the show. And they bring along their friend Bernadette, who is a transgender woman. She
1: is. And she's the sort of, I call her the wise elder of the group, mm-hmm. right? So she's very classy. Um, she's played by Terrence Stamp. And she really does not care for Felicia.
0: No, which which, which is Adam. <laughs>
1: Adam, which, yes. Which,
0: which is Guy Pearce's yes. character. Like, Adam is his name as a man, and then Felicia is his drag name. And so I... This is one of the... This is 1994. So, it is. So you don't see a lot of transgender films around this time.
1: Not... Not big-name films. I mean, I think of, like, The Birdcage with Robin Williams. Yes, Um, but were
0: were there any trans characters in that? Or was that just more like drag?
1: That was drag. You're right. In terms of trans characters, um, you didn't really see that many. Yeah,
0: and you could tell the product of time because they refer to her as a transsexual instead of transgender. Oh, yes.
1: Again, language changing over time. Mm -hmm. Yes.
0: So, I... I was unsure about going to this movie if I was going to like it or not, but it's actually trying to be very, very funny and very feel good.
1: Yes. And I love the combination of both. You've got the music. You've got the outfits. You've got the friendship between these three women, um, you know, these queens. You've got... Um, also, this idea of a road trip movie, which is kind of nice for a summer movie, too. Like, you know, we can't really road trip right now. No. So let's, let's road trip across Australia. Yeah,
0: and Priscilla comes from what they name the beat-down bus that they buy to go <laughs> yes. on this trip. And this bus is terrible.
1: This bus becomes gorgeous, though.
0: <laughs> but the, the, the bus in itself is a character. Yes. Because it keeps breaking down, and because of this bus breaking down, it's how they meet all these different characters along the way.
1: That is true. Uh, if she was... A an efficient bus, they'd be already where they needed to be.
0: But this movie not only deals with the interactions among the, uh, among the peers, but also how the world around them interacts with them, and how there is the liberal place that is Sydney, Australia, where they're selling out they're having sold-out shows every night, making decent money. They're they're part of, like, like the union, the, the performers' union. And then as they start making their way across country, you start seeing more, like, podunk hillbilly towns.
1: It's rural Australia.
0: In the outback. Yes. And what's scary about this is the bus does break down a lot, and they're there for a while. It's like, you when we were watching Better Call Saul, there's an episode where a car breaks down and they have to, like, Where if you're in the middle of nowhere in Australia... You're in the middle of nowhere! And you might not be found.
1: Yeah, have you been in the middle of nowhere before? I have not. Yeah, going out west in the United States can be really scary. Like, if you are in the desert... There are no cars. There are oh, no vehicles.
0: Oh, you hear all about the Australian Outback. Like, who knows what's buried out there? <laughs> exactly. if, you, if you go out far enough, you could bury a body and never even know where you buried it.
1: Bury one body, bury multiple bodies.
0: Oh, yeah. If you dig up Australia, the Australian Outback, you're going to find so many skeletons.
1: Yeah. So this movie, to me, is one of my top favorite Australian movies probably of all time. Okay. Yeah.
0: I, I don't know if I've seen a lot of Australian movies.
1: Uh, The Babadook. The Babadook is
0: pride is this... icon. The Babadook yes. put some respect on their name.
1: <laughs> um, Strictly Ballroom is also a feel good, fun movie that I love. Um, Moulin Rouge is an Australian film, and Muriel's Wedding with one of our favorites.
0: Who's our favorite?
1: Tony Collette. I oh,
0: love Tony Collette. Yes, she deserves an Oscar for Hereditary for everything. For everything she does, <laughs> everything give it to she her. Does is so amazing. good at Knives Out, everything. Perfect. Love Tony Collette. So that's a fun one. Uh, Only Australian movie I know is Wolf Creek, which is a very dark horror movie (laughs) set in the Australian Outback.
1: That's that whole genre of sort of dark Australian movies that you enjoy. Oh, yeah. So let's get back to Priscilla.
0: Yes, the bus. (laughs) The bus. One of the coolest parts about this is how Priscilla does take on a character of her own by getting painted pink. And that's such a cool sequence. But why they have to paint it pink is really, really upsetting.
1: Yeah. Again, we have a lot of homophobia in rural Australia. And at one point, they stop in one city. And when they, you know, the next morning when they go to the bus, they find, you know, the words AIDS fuckers go home. Mm. And so they're just driving around. And it's like, look, we need to repaint the bus.
0: And this is still the early 90s. So there's still a lot of AIDS panic. It's not like it is today where HIV and AIDS isn't necessarily a death sentence. But even though there's this AIDS panic isn't as big as it used to be, there's still tons of transphobia, homophobia, that what we see every day, and our president doesn't help matters.
1: Oh, gosh, he's an asshole about things. Yeah,
0: and trying to repeal militarys protection, stuff like that. But we actually, in our community around here in Evansville, Indiana, we saw a local business targeted for just putting a rainbow in in their shop window. Yeah,
1: I think that's fascinating. It's 2020, folks. Let your... Rainbow flags fly.
0: Yeah, and I think they post something on the on the window like God gave the world the rainbow to promise He wouldn't flood the world again. <laughs> and then it's like uh, He has flooded the world again because like Hurricane Katrina, hurricanes <laughs> happen all the time. So that's a shitty promise, <laughs> if that's the case.
1: Okay. I just think that Noah's Ark, there had to be some gay animals on that ark. Okay? Oh, absolutely! Let's, let's be real here.
0: Monkeys are constantly <laughs> jerking each other off all the time, all the time.
1: But yeah, no, you can't use Christian rhetoric to co-op
0: rainbows. No, and that's what happened in our town. Like the our LGBTQ community came together and like had a had a pride caravan. Yeah.
1: And we we were like, we are going to be there, be square. And so we had all of our rainbow stuff out.
0: Here's what I've learned about the LGBTQ community. it's They're like Tusken Raiders from Star Wars. Like, <laughs> they'll be back and their numbers will be greater. Like, if you upset one thing and you're like, we don't want no gays here, they're going to descend upon you and bring all the gayness.
1: I mean, it's like a hornet's nest, folks. Yeah. Like, uh, all the hornets are coming.
0: They're coming to you and they're going to be glitter covered and fabulous. <laughs> With feathers. But this movie shows that, like, yes, there, there's this transphobia, homophobia, but the characters try to make the best of it. And they're always getting themselves into situations that are uh, – Adam, for instance, takes some drugs and tries to go flirt with people down in, like, the mines, well, <laughs> which is not a good idea.
1: I think, though, what I love is when he first goes to the, like, movie store –
0: do you mm-hmm. remember,
1: like, he's, like, this is, again, 94, right? So, like, VHS types maybe yes. DVDs? And he asked for, um, what is it, a movie? Um, oh, oh,
0: oh, the Texas Chainsaw, Chainsaw Mascara, Mascara, right? Which I would watch.
1: I would totally watch.
0: I mean, if you think about it, that movie, Texas Chainsaw Mascara, in itself is kind of a very progressive, weird movie. Because Leatherface tries to become a woman.
1: Oh, I did not know that. Yeah,
0: as, as the movies went on, he became more and more transgendered.
1: Is it transgendered, or just...
0: Um, No, he becomes fully trans by, like, the fourth sequel that has, like, Matthew McConaughey and Renee Zellweger. Oh, wow. However, that doesn't portray a very good uh, (laughs) idea of transgender people because he's killing them with a chainsaw. Yeah,
1: again, we don't want to reinforce the monstrous trans. um, We want to embrace trans culture and specifically with this movie,
0: drag culture. Yeah, drag culture is something I'm very interested in and why... I, I, I came to watching this movie. Because I was like, I don't... Because sometimes you pick movies game. and I'm like, I don't know if I want to watch this. Because you're... We have very different senses of humor. I like Hot Rod. You like... British uh, You like the, the most driest British tea humor imaginable. And
1: with crumpets, of with, course. With crumpets yes, yeah. and bread. Yes. It was, but, Gavin, what was maybe your first uh, drag show memory?
0: Uh, my first drag show memory was... I remember growing up and seeing like... Paul and MTV, VH1, things like that. But my actual first drag show was actually—I I can't remember how I got uh, dragged to it. Oh! But uh, my, me and my mom went together as as a as a joke, as a fun thing to do. And I actually saw one of my my friends, Charles, performing in drag. Oh wow! So it was uh, it, it was a good time. I've always really appreciated the culture, and then with RuPaul's Drag Race, made it more normalized, and mm-hmm. it's become a huge phenomenon.
1: Yeah. Uh, I love it. I love how now drag race and drag shows are very much a part of mainstream culture.
0: Yes, but we also just show that drag culture does include drag kings as well, because a lot of times drag kings get overlooked for the pretty... Uh, white people, <laughs> the white men who perform in drag as well. So drag kings sometimes get, get overlooked and that becomes a a, a little, little bit of a hot button issue as well.
1: Oh yeah, absolutely. And I think that, again, like, there's a whole rainbow of drag when we talk about drag culture. There's also, I don't know if you know about ball culture as well.
0: What's ball culture? So
1: like 1980s, 1990s, actually even 1970s, right? You had a huge thing called ball culture, especially in New York City, and it was all about post it was all about sort of dance and posing and so a little different from drag but posing and even now um we've got um drag pose.
0: yeah pose th- pose
1: like um but that was about bringing communities together and just Sort of having that over-the-top glam.
0: Yeah, and I really like the glam. And there's also different like horror are uh, a uh, horror. There is like horror drag as well. Horror drag. Yeah, like the horror. There, there there's there's like spooky drag. There's there's of course like glam drag, and then just like regular drag. So there's there's a whole lot of stuff like Evie uh, Evie Oddly.
1: Oh, absolutely. Yes. Like a combination of like performance art drag.
0: Yeah. Yeah. So it's very cool. And that's why this movie works for me is because they definitely have an interesting set of drag in this movie. Like the big ostrich heads and some of the costumes that they do over the top uh, over very over the top and i was surprised at how good hugo weaving looked as a woman
1: (laughs) oh gosh
0: i'm like why am i attracted to agent smith from the matrix
1: And uh Guy Pierce, I love how Guy Pierce can be both feminine and masculine. Yes. You know, it's like he has the muscles and then yeah, and all of a sudden like it's like boom, he is in a full ball gown with headgear and it's fabulous. And
0: with Bernadette who is the transgender character, she looks good as a woman. The actor looks very good playing Terrence a woman. Camp. But the but the drag itself looks not great.
1: Yeah, I think what it is about Terrence Stamp being Bernadette is that as a trans character... Um, she has that sort of regalness to her. Yes. Right? She's sort of an older um, woman, by far, again, sort of the mentor of the group, mm-hmm. um, and has a grace to her. And that's why I love when she ends up meeting Bob.
0: Bob, who is like backwoods and the mechanic. He, the, the mechanic who keeps fixing the bus, but he turns out to be the, the sweetest man imaginable. Oh,
1: Bob. But he also (laughs) brings
0: you to the part where you found problematic of this movie.
1: Yeah, so we find out that Bob is married to a Filipino woman. And the representation of Asians, again, I'm a little concerned. Like, for example, her English, her broken English, is definitely written by white people thinking that's it's how very, it sounds. very, like,
0: screechy, like, oh, what you doing? Yeah,
1: it was very screechy. And then um, also to reinforce sort of her being really hypersexual, like, it sounds like he hooked up with her in the Philippines as a sex worker, and she, like, sort of
0: tricked him into marrying exactly right
1: um and then she thinks she's gonna like she's tricked this australian man she thinks she's gonna be living in the big city of sydney and it turns out she's in the backwoods and then we find out what her secret is
0: yeah because bob wants the perform the the drag performers to come perform at a bar and he's like oh everybody will love it and they do not they're all very hyper masculine like good old boys mine workers whatever and then uh, the, the the Filipino woman, the wife, comes in and does a uh, ping pong show.
1: Yeah. So at first we're thinking, like, maybe she's going to just be doing a striptease, which would yes. be normal. Mm-hmm. And then we end up finding out that um, she can put ping pongs in places we didn't know. Yeah,
0: she can put ping pong balls in places and then pop them out.
1: Pop them out. And <laughs> that is uh, – it
0: has been years since anybody has made that stereotype. So this is definitely oh. a product of 1994. Yeah. When – I didn't That scene for me was just kind of like, why Why is this in here? Did it feel cringeworthy? It wasn't super cringy. It was just like weird.
1: It was. I mean, at least we get the phrase, you can't do that with a ping pong ball. (laughs)
0: <laughs> with one of the queens. Yes, we're like you can't do that with a ping pong ball. So I enjoyed that.
1: So Gavin, I know that you can't shoot ping pong balls out of your ass, but
0: that is weird transition. But okay, <laughs> you don't know what I can do. Maybe I've just, done, maybe I've just never done it for you. <laughs> but um, have you ever dressed up in drag? Oh yeah, I've done drag a few times. I can never do my own makeup though. I always have people do my makeup. Oh yeah, you makeup, have pros. Makeup is by far it's a it's a whole other skill. It's not just putting on women's clothing. It's trying to look as feminine as possible and I am not great at makeup.
1: No, no. Um, it And it takes a lot of work.
0: Yeah, I surprisingly do make an okay looking woman, which is...
1: We have photos, folks.
0: We, we, we have photos. And it's a, a little bit weird to be attractive as a woman, but if I was an actual woman, I don't think I'd be able to look that good every day. It's, it'd be a lot of work.
1: Well, you need all that makeup.
0: You need all the makeup. And makeup truly is a beautiful thing.
1: It's a miracle. I, I don't work. think
0: we really appreciate how much how much makeup goes into men and women to look good on a (laughs) daily basis. But yeah, it's a whole other skill. So yeah, if you've ever done my makeup for drag, thank you so much for making me look hot.
1: And your hotness... What would your queen name be? Or do you have one?
0: Uh my queen name, I've gone by Amy Faye before cuz like Amy Polar and Tina Faye, but that's kind of a lame name. It's not like a fun pun like a lot of people are. Like Sharon Needles or something like that. Like I think that's a really Have you not? Oh. We have a pop of Sharon yeah, Needles. Yeah, that is right. Yeah, so those are fun puns. Well, what about you? Have you ever done a drag kinging or would you have a name?
1: I have not. I've I've actually been an MC for a few drag shows. Um but my first drag show ever was in 2001 in a basement of a hotel. Oh,
0: that sounds like a fun, scary place to get murdered. <laughs> yeah. So, no, no drag king name.
1: Um, no, I I haven't thought about it. That's well, a really you need good to question. Think about it. If you are
0: going to ask me, you got to ask yourself.
1: Menstruation? I don't know. Menstruation. That's a good
0: one. Men administration? I don't know. So that's a fun one, I guess. Uh, but th- one thing that this movie does really well that I really really enjoyed was telling your family about being gay, being a drag performer. And this movie has a really touching scene where Hugo Weaving finds out that he has a son or knows that he has a son with his ex-wife. He's married, y'all. <laughs> and he's so worried and concerned about his son finding out that that, that he's gay and explaining to his son that he's gay. But he has nothing to worry about.
1: No, I, I love how we meet Benji, his son. And... He freaks out, actually, he faints at a performance when he sees his son in the audience.
0: Yeah, because he's kind of like, there's a shame associated with him being in a drag performance for his son.
1: Exactly. And Benji is so cool. Like, he's the coolest kid. If you wanted a kid, he's basically like, oh yeah, do you have a boyfriend? Oh, okay, whatever. Mom had broke up with her girlfriend kind of thing. so many
0: eh. people are concerned about, like, what do you tell the kids? Just tell them that who can just tell them men can love men and women can love women and men can love women and men or a woman can love a woman and a man or a trans person because or,
1: love, is love, 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 is love. love is love and we love everyone
0: love is love and we love belongs to everyone and
1: then benji let's go play legos
0: let's go play <laughs> for sure uh but yeah, this was a little. This was a fun little cult classic that that you dug up.
1: I love the music. I love the performances. I know that they got an Academy Award for costumes. Yeah, I've
0: had that finally. Things stuck in my head forever. <laughs> that finally, it's happened to me right in front. I've had that song stuck in my head for literal days now.
1: Swish swish. Da, da, da. I don't can't. Sing They're obsessed with
0: ABBA. But, well, yes. Which that that's a given. That's
1: a given. That you is you gotta very, love Mamma uh, Mia. Yeah, you have songs from the Village People. I mean, you have. The soundtrack to this is amazing. It's
0: a very good soundtrack.
1: It's amazing balls. Highly
0: recommended. Highly yeah. recommend. So yeah, this is a fun movie that you should check out as your pride celebrations come to an end as June wraps up. Check it out. It's not depressing. No one dies in the end. Uh, they all get to be happy ever after.
1: Yeah, so it's a happy movie. It's, the, it's,
0: it's, it's an anti-LGBTQ movie almost <laughs> where no a lover doesn't die in somebody else's arm. Nobody gets murdered.
1: So, um, it's,
0: it's a fun, feel good Pride movie. Yes, it is. So, definitely check it out. Yay. Yay. And it's called Adventures of Priscilla, Queen of the Desert. And we watched it on Prime, which is uh, where we checked it out. Yes. Yeah. So, that's where you can check it out. And that wraps up our Pride episode. Happy Pride Month to all our LGBTQ listeners. We really appreciate all of your support. And as always, if you want to support us on our Facebook, go to facebook.com slash party. You can also follow us on Twitter at poppizzaparty. You can follow me on Twitter and Instagram at Gavin Eddings.
1: And you can find me at lostpenny8 on Twitter and Instagram. Again,
0: don't forget we got that contest $25 Amazon gift card that you can win just by leaving us a review and leaving us a screenshot of that. So do that because you want money. Money, money, money. And that's what you can win. But until next time, I'm Gavin. And I'm Stephanie. Stay weird.